thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. We are joined now by Melu Singala, who's senior researcher at Corruption Watch. Now, Corruption Watch on Thursday released a report highlighting corruption in the education centre. And that's what we're going to be dissecting. What is um, contained in this report? Uh, please do interact with us and maybe give us questions or comment around this particular uh, conversation with Melu Singala on 0614104107. And to call in in studio, it's 86 especially for those who work in the education uh, field and uh, those who are beneficiaries of the education sector. Melusi, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Patricia, and good morning to the SSM listeners. Thank you for having us. Let's go through this report, right? Uh, Corruption Watch is raising alarm about corruption in South Africa's education sector. I mean, who would have thought. But obviously, um, COVID-19 made a lot of things very clear and apparent when it comes to corruption. But let's look at what sort of um, fields were looked at when it comes to corruption in the education sector. Yeah, um, just on what you've said, we were also quite surprised um, in the early days of the organization to be receiving reports of corruption relating to the education sector. Uh, particularly at that point in time, about 2012-2013, were allegations relating to schools. Um, it's with that in mind that we then decided to actually produce a sectoral report looking at the education sector, um, though be it only some focus areas, and these are, um, as I've mentioned, schools, uh, TVET colleges, in other words, technical, vocational education and training colleges, as well as theta institutions. So now, when we are looking at uh, some of the, the 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 complaints that came through, or maybe the key areas, was it around finances, or were there other um, elements of corruption that were within the education uh, sector that you, you can highlight for us? So in terms of the trending corruption types across um, all areas that we found is that um, we have misappropriation of resources, which basically relates to theft of money or the misuse or abuse of resources. That counts for 43%. This is followed by maladministration. Um, this pertains to mismanagement of funds, wasteful and fruitless expenditure. Uh, that comes in at 17%. And then closing the top three in terms of types of corruption is abuse of authority. And that counts for about 14%. This relates to the victimization of whistleblowers or just violent treatment of whistleblowers and other people. Sure, Melusi, you know, uh, this sort of corruption is something that I, I feel should not be uh, part of the education system because that's the system that's supposed to educate against corruption. Now, um, the, apparently the most perza- uh, pervasive forms of corruption um, are broken down into misappropriation of resources, 43%, right? Maladministration, 17.1%. Abuse of authority, 14.2%. Uh, procurement irregularities. 
12.3% and employment irregularities, 12.1%. And um, yeah, th- this is quite worrying, right? But I want I-, I want you to tell me around the abuse of authority firstly. Yes, it might not be the highest, only 14.2%. But how is authority abusing um, those who are underneath them or within their care in the education sector? Because this is something we need to really be looking out for. Yeah, it manifests itself um, through various ways. Usually when people will complain about um, wrongful conduct that they've been playing out in institutions, those people will then be targeted. Um, life will be made very difficult for them. Sometimes um, their families are threatened. It's, it's the sad reality of whistleblowing um, in South Africa in the absence of um, well, us not really taking proper care of our whistleblowers. So, you know, it's it's a case of those who are in powerful positions being assured of of the authority that they hold, but also the the corrupt and criminal networks that they're part of, because they um they know that they'll be protected by either other people within their circles or unions whoever else they are um, doing wrong with. So that's the kind of story that we're talking about in this particular instance. I should also add that the other types of corruption um, that not necessarily you know, form part of the top five, but they are quite prevalent, are issues relating to bribery and extortion. And in this particular report, we have discussed these in terms of um, employment corruption, or a procurement corruption because we felt that you know it, it is important as well to highlight what's happening there now you know when you speak extortion i'm looking at this and um amongst the the complaints that came in from pupils about 3600 pupils parents um and guardians between 2012 and 2021 one of the things was not just uh, extortion but sextortion uh, exchange for sexual favors that was being required especially in the tivet colleges how is this possible in this day and age and how do we then protect uh, students yeah, um, it's very troubling because when we think of education, um, it's viewed as a means through which people can actually lift themselves from their current situations, especially in the most unequal society in the world. Um, education is thought of as a key to success. Um, you can either you could have employment opportunities should you get yourself educated. But, you know, to find ourselves in a situation where the only way that people can either get employment or at least get good marks um, is through them being sexually exploited by those who are in power, it's a really, it's a sad and tragic um, set of affairs that we found ourselves in. But it is the story of not only TVET college um, students, but also CETES uh, students and employees, as well as employees within the schooling system. Are authorities uh, taking up the bait and, and making sure that this corruption is being um, um, outlawed and ruled out in our education sector? Or are authorities just playing lip service? Um, it's been a abysmal as far as I'm concerned in terms of how 
um, government has responded to the issue of corruption in education, um, particularly in schools, because in 2015, for example, when we conducted and also released a report highlighting several investigations, this report was titled Loss of Principle. Um, We had assurances then already that, no, we will take these issues quite seriously, this is quite alarming, Um, those who are implicated will be held accountable, and so on and so forth. But um, government's version of accountability is to take a suspended individual, particularly um, a principal now in this, uh, within schools, take him or her and then place them in, in another institution. Then it just begs the question, how seriously does um, government want to combat corruption or wants to deal decisively with corruption? Hey, it's it's a very uh, it's something that needs I think more than just political will. It needs everyone to pull together so that we can uh, root out uh, corruption. With uh, the hotspots being um, Gauteng of corruption, Gauteng followed by um, Guazul Natal, then the Eastern Cape. What is it that is being done on the ground in these three provinces? Well, I mean, you know, we shouldn't necessarily think of them as the most corrupt. Um, regions. It's it just so happens that those, these are the regions that we we receive the most whistleblower accounts. But but that said though, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that they're in the clear, right? Because in conjunction with this report, I would encourage people to also have a look at other um, findings or other reports that have been written by Chapter Nine institutions or media publications in which they've highlighted gross negligence um, by the department. I'm thinking of Eastern Cape now, um, as you've highlighted, where, you know, um, children are still using pet latrines. Same case is um, found in Limpopo. Northwest, for example, um, there's poor infrastructure. It's found by the Human Rights Commission. Children don't have proper buildings. Um, children don't have desks and, uh, and and chairs as well as just basic material to get them through a schooling career. But despite all these findings, nothing has really been done. So as to what we can do as the people, I think it's high time that we up the ante. Um, we will be coming up with a, a plan of action in terms of how can we um, do more in addition to what we've already done, right? I mean, we have... And how do we get, how do we know and follow what your plan of action will be at Corruption Watch? Is there a Um, a website we can follow you on? Yes, um, our website is www.corruptionwatch.org.za. That's what we're going to do, Malusi. We'll follow you there. Thank you very much for joining us. That was Malusi Ngala, who's Senior Researcher at Corruption Watch. Um, It's uh, 8 o'clock. We need to go to the news with Luyanda Maume. Good morning, Luyanda.